0: Welcome to the Unbiased Fanboys Podcast. I'm Adam. I'm Thomas. And we love to talk tech and all things Google.
1: Yeah, and not only Google, we want to give you our unbiased points of views on all things tech related, from computers and phones to smart home tech. In this podcast, we hope to be able to share our passion for all our favorite
0: things in tech with you. But we won't shy away from bringing you the unbiased truth. If we hate something, you'll be the first to know. You can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms as well as social media at the fanboy Pod. Our website is unbiasedfanboys.com. Now let's get into the show. Welcome to the Unbiased Fanboys podcast. I'm Adam and I'm joined here today with my wonderful co-host. His name is Tommy Tomas he loves Tomales, but he'll never admit it. He's actually never admit that he's even had one.
1: Uh, That's true. I can't say that I have.
0: Really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think I actually have. Wow. You are missing out. As someone that's marrying into a Latina family, you're missing out.
1: I'm sure there's a lot of missing out on, yeah.
0: Yeah. Feisty Latina named Kelly. (laughs) She's (laughs) amazing. All right. So today we're going to be talking about our love for Google. And not just our love for Google, but you remember, this is the unbiased fanboys. We have to be objective. Yeah. We have to be objective, and we will state exactly what we think about things and yes i have fucking called google out many times oh yeah
1: yep the closer you are to someone the more you see their flaws so
0: yeah that's that's why you moved away so you can see my flaws we used to be neighbors (laughs) for those of you who don't know we used to be neighbors and and quite a lot of time together at the dog park Mm -hmm. me giving tommy shit because he is not always on a pixel device
1: no no i've i've diverged a little bit recently so We'll talk about
0: why in the upcoming episodes. So with that being said, Mr. Tomas, why don't you go ahead and lay into Google what you love about them? And uh, I mean, you know, for me, honestly, you know, the software is just great because it integrates with everything that I fucking do. Like mm. I don't use, you know, Microsoft Office. I use Google Drive because it's, for me, it's more user intuitive. Mm. Um, so we're going to talk about all things Google, not necessarily, you know, Sheets, Drive, Pixel devices. Well, oh, we're going to get into the nitty gritty here.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um, the software is a great place to start because that's really where—I mean, obviously—it's where Google started, but it's also where they've made a name for themselves and where they've really, you know, diverged from the pack. Um, and a lot of that comes down to just how how smart it is. Um, you know, they've managed to, especially recently, integrate a lot of you know AI learning into a lot of their apps and and really set themselves apart from the other, uh, you know, dumb apps, if you want to call it that. Um, you know things like their Google Assistant, which is just uh, on a, in a whole league of its own compared to you know Siri or Alexa or anything like that, which um, is completely
0: just ridiculous because Siri is what four or five years older. Yeah, yeah, Siri is a lot older listening. than Google Assistant. Yeah, yeah, especially the lady behind the voice of Siri. Oh, really? I, I don't yeah, know. Anything about yeah, yeah, I think she's European. I think. Okay. Um, but regardless, it's interesting to me that Google kind of played catch up for a little bit. And then now everyone's playing catch up to them because with Siri, you can do a lot of things. But at the same time, when you test the the uh, the Google Assistant versus Siri, it's it's almost a joke to do it Mm. because whether you're comparing, you know, hey, Google, give me a fucking price of a Toyota Camry or hey, Google, what's or even continued conversation? Mm. Most AIs can't do that.
1: Yeah. and and even not just about raw capability there absolutely is some raw capability that that Google has that that Siri doesn't or Alexa doesn't like you said continue in conversations you can continue asking follow-up questions about the same thing but even beyond that it's just consistency now um, there, there's very specific things that Siri knows how to do that that when it works it works fine but yep. it doesn't work half the time you know the amount of times I've heard some Apple user you know yelling at Siri time and time again that you know they siri activated when they didn't want it or um you know siri didn't get them the answer that they wanted or they have to ask four times to get what they wanted you know as yeah. google 95 percent of the time my first question is heard and understood properly and gets me an actual answer
0: it's and just, then you also have like this prompt for feedback from the google assistant that says hey how was your last query was mm-hmm. it good bad average and why I, not you know i and had that, one yesterday
1: yeah, and that's that's a great thing about Google and their ability to integrate that into Android too. Is, um, yeah, they can ask for feedback like that. They can directly, you know, figure out how to make it better, and they can give you follow up information on the Android phone um, to to keep looking at what you were just asking about. So it, it's exactly. really and well implemented.
0: And even when you ask, like, let's say your your Google Home Mini or your Nest Mini now, let's say you ask that something like for directions or somewhere it will then send it to your phone or even provide further search results, whether you're searching for, you know, the different recipes or whatever, it can then send that to your, to your phone via Mm, the Google home app. So it's really just shitting all over Siri in my honest opinion, but you know, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, the other thing is, you know, Google translate, it is amazing, Mm. but it is also very flawed. Sure. Yeah. it's something where I've used it to communicate with my fiance's family who is, uh, of Latina descent. So, you know, I've used it to communicate with the grandparents and it, it left my fiance asking, what the fuck are you trying to say? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. But it is, it is amazing for a lot of very simple things, I guess, like Apple in that regard. Uh, sorry, mm. Siri in that regard. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, it does know so much. So, yep. but Having it there as a tool with like the live transcription and live translation is amazing.
1: Yeah, and it's getting better by the day, too. That's, again, an advantage of Google's, you know, just massive amounts of data that they're collecting all the time, which is, you know, a good or bad thing, depending on how you look at it. But, you know, the amount of data that they have, they're just constantly improving. Um, and like you were talking about live transcription, or the amount of times that I've been able to, you know, just point the camera at a label on something that's in a different language. And even if it's not a perfect word for word translation that's grammatically correct, I mean, I get enough information it's to identify it. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it, it's a really fantastic tool, and it's again, it's a testament to how Google is able to continually improve their products based on the data that they have. You know, it's all software. It's it's not a hardware based feature, but uh, it's constantly improving by the day. Well, the other thing that I
0: really enjoy is so when before I was on a Pixel device before they came out, mm-hmm. I was on a Samsung device and I was using their Gallery app for my photos mm-hmm. and, yep, yep. and stuff like that. And when I was switching devices in the Sprint store, they said, oh, just back it up using Google Photos. I'm sorry. What is that? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's been my daily driver for my photos. And, you know, I really love it because not only will it remember the location that you took a photo, which is how I can uh, find the best fucking steak I've ever had. It Mm -hmm. was on a random ass beach on a random ass side street in Mexico, right Uh outside of Cancun, probably about. 30 minutes well probably closer to play adult carmen regardless it was a fucking amazing and because i took many photos there google allows me to know exactly where that restaurant is mm-hmm. so i re, restaurante, so i can save that to my places in google maps that i want to go yeah the other thing that i enjoy about it is the um you know the fact that it can group photos of certain people
1: yeah yeah that's really nice yeah i have a shared album with my wife where um or kendra you obviously know kendra um where every time i take a picture of kendra you know kendra (laughs) um but yeah any any time that i've uh taken a picture of her or you know a picture of her is downloaded into my album Um, it gets just thrown into that album and that's an album that's shared with her so she can see anything i have on my phone of her um -hmm. similar albums even for dogs you know it's able to tell the difference between our dog jacks and our dog murphy um Mm -hmm. because uh, i mean i guess they're not hard to tell apart they're pretty different looking but it's able to detect individual you know pets even it's i will say this though
0: so we've got a a beautiful, wonderful Pup Nim City, as you know. Mm-hmm. And so there's a meme that I have in my phone of another dog that has the same fur color, black, as my okay. Sydney ma'am. Okay. And because of that, it tried to lump them together, even uh, though they're not. But I will say you gotta be careful because so we have photos of us as well as certain other albums playing on our Chromecast on our TV. Okay. Yeah. And yeah. so with that being said, be careful with them nudes.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. It'll it'll detect your face in those too. Yeah. Yes, and then your family's over and they're like,
0: oh my God.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I hope you're not speaking from experience there. That would be... No,
0: thankfully not yet. Although I have seen several photos okay, of our nude yeah. on there and I was the only one home at the time. So I yeah, good, you know, good. took a picture of it and sent it to Kelly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Be
0: careful with them nudes.
1: Oh yeah, always, always, Um, especially around Google because they will uh, they will collect as much data as they can. They'll do everything that they can with those pictures. So yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, you know, all of those examples are, are great uh, uh, testaments to Google's ability to make incredibly intelligent software. You know, it's not just about a, a, a tool that, that does what you want it to do. It's about anticipating what you might want it to do and being able to, you know, get you all the information that you might want. But they also, you know, on the topic of the amount of data that they have, you know, they've got a lot of apps that, even if they don't have that kind of AI element to it, they've got you know just so much more intelligence than other competitors just due to the raw amount of data that they have. Uh, Google Maps is a great example of that. You know, Apple's released maps before, which you know we all know how that went. Um, And you have apps like uh, Waze or you know other third-party apps that have. It's hard to
0: call Waze a third-party app, though.
1: Well, yeah, true. You know, it, yeah. But, um, you know, any other competitor to to Google Maps from a map standpoint just never has quite stuck. You know, most iPhone users even still will uh, download Google Maps and use it because, you know, the amount of business information it has on there, the reviews it has for those businesses, the traffic Mm -hmm. data it has from all the people using Google Maps. It just puts it... It makes it so much more useful um, than another app that that might have all the same function, but just none of that information for it to take advantage of.
0: So the other thing is like even you know what's it called, digitally uh, um, adaptive. What is it? The uh, fuck? It's hmm. the the one where it tells you how much time you spent on an app. It's uh, oh
1: digital well being.
0: Uh, yeah, digital well being. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so even digitally well being, you know, that was a Google first product that. Mm-hmm apple then picked up but regardless that is also a great use of data because it allows users to put the phone down yeah yeah which is which is strange coming from a phone maker
1: mm-hmm, yeah but
0: it works right and, it te- and you can even set like you know app timers, so i can only spend 30 minutes in facebook or instagram yep or yeah, whatever
1: timer set yeah
0: yeah exactly because if you don't you're gonna get fucking lost in there yep However, I will say that there should be like more tight security because if I'm in the middle of doing something and the timer just logs me out of the account or logs me out of the app, Whatever. You just
1: go turn the timer off. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yep. Well, I, I think that it, it's at least a good step in the right direction. And it's promising that, you know, a company is able to recognize the impact that they're having on people's lives. And, you know, whether they're sincere about caring about you or whether they just want to, you know, cut some of the flack to them for, you know, what they're doing, it, it's still a great tool that people can use to at least be more conscious of, you know, what they're doing. Um, and it's cool to see companies taking that initiative to try to do that um Mm -hmm. you know it's it's kind of scary to see companies not doing that you go off on a bit of a tangent microsoft for example um you know i watched one of their um announcement videos for their new surface devices back when they released a new surface laptop and um it, it was kind of scary how productivity oriented they were and it's all about just constantly having your device constantly doing stuff constantly getting stuff done it's such a kind of a super utilitarian view of the future where like everybody's just these busy worker bees and it's nice to see other companies kind of taking a more laid back approach to it and recognizing that their users are human, um, and that, that Mm -hmm. they should be trying to, to help encourage better habits.
0: Yeah. And speaking of encouraging better habits, one of the things that helps keep me employed when, you know, I have a job is Google ads and Mm, AdSense, you know, all the data that they know is it's kind of scary. However, I don't have shit to hide. So sure, sure, you know, you know, I'd rather see an ad for the Seattle Seahawks than the San Francisco, you know, that team that shall not be named. Sure. Um, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. I give a fuck about my Seahawks. I fucking love them, borderline worship them. Yep, yep. I don't give a oh, fuck about San Francisco.
1: Right, right. Right?
0: I'd rather much see the Seahawks ad. I'd rather see an ad for a Google product than an Apple product. Although... Right. Apple does try to do some bullshit where they come and try to like steal me away on, on a YouTube video, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But the thing is, is like the display network that Google has is so big and so wide yep. that you can still run targeted ads at a very low cost and on platforms such as YouTube, which, mm-hmm. like you've even said yourself, is probably the most, you know, uh, popular video platform out there, which oh, is absolutely. why it's so important yeah. to be on it. And yeah. that's another thing to hit back on about how much data Google has.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and again, you know, there, there's a lot of people that'll see that as a downside. Um you know, I think that you know people like me and you and you know people who um, don't have anything to hide or who are just, you know, not particularly concerned about what Google is going to do with their info, you know, it's completely fine. And and I love that Google is able to give me more accurate targeted ads. I love that they're able to give me, you know, accurate recommendations for places to go when I'm driving or something, you know, it's great. Um, but it is, uh, I will say it's maybe a little bit concerning, um, consider the fact that, you know, Google has, you know, the the financial incentive to keep that data, whether you want them to or not, um, you know, with, with a company like Apple um, they, they don't have an, an ad revenue, right. You know, they don't have a source of income that's dedicated to, you know, advertising. Whereas with Google, right. 75, what, like 70% of their money, 75% of their money comes from their ad revenue. So. Probably
0: even higher than that. But at the same time, you also have Oracle data on that provides the data to Facebook yeah, for yeah. advertising purposes. So, yeah. you know, it, it's really like, You pick and choose because one way or another, your data is being used. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Um,
1: And at least Google's, you know, never been particularly, you know, dishonest about it. You know, they they'll they'll ask you to sign up for stuff when you're setting up your phone, but you have the option to turn it off and they're not telling you that they're not taking your data and then taking your data. You know, so you do have that option, but, you know, they definitely do kind of pressure you into it just based on the advantages they can give you software wise for having your information.
0: Well, that's why they bought android you know what i'm saying yeah yeah they bought android specifically to sell better ads to people right yeah because at the end of the day like you just said that's how they make money
1: it's true yep and yeah that's an interesting way to look at you know their priorities when it comes to their hardware which we'll be transitioning into in just a second um you know their their hardware has been you know all built around just a simple easy way to get access to android um -hmm. because android is how they get that user information in to to boost their ad revenue it's it's a whole cycle um, exactly so yeah android has been a very critical part of that and it's been great for all of us because we've all gotten to see the fantastic benefits of them developing that operating system which is uh, why we have a podcast exactly yep it all comes full circle yeah you know yeah. It, it's it's one of those things where you know every step of the process you can see the benefits to it um And you get kind of more into the philosophical questions as to big picture, whether or not it's been better. But, you know, absolutely, you know, it's been, uh, it's been able to push a lot of innovation in the industry, seeing them, you know, progress in their software, progress in their data collection, progress in their operating system. It's been really good.
0: Well, the other thing is like, so one of the things that annoyed the fuck out of me about my last um, non-Google Pixel device was bloatware hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I fucking hated it. Like, at least with Google, you know, their bloatware, you know, like Google Drive, Docs, apps like it's that. It's stuff you're you know, going to
1: download anyway.
0: It's stuff yeah. I'm going to download and use anyway, because I'm so like I'm well into their ecosystem. Yeah. Samsung Health gives a fuck. Samsung right, Wallet. Right. I use Google Pay.
1: Right. Um, um, back in back in the old Samsung <laughs> days when they had their calculator, they had their notes app. They yeah. had, you know, everything. It, it, it really got to be really bad. Um, yeah. and Google, you know, already had the advantage because those, you know, services they had offered existed before Android did, or maybe not before Android, but, you know, they were more, uh, robust products by the time, you know, that happened. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, it, it's, it's really good to see Android developing, uh, or Google developing Android in, in a clean fashion and, and pushing that with their future devices. And it, it's good to see other manufacturers take, taking that in. Um, because even companies like
0: Samsung, they were notorious for that in the past, have toned it down yeah. a lot recently. Well, the other thing is like you said, it's a clean interface, but at the same time, you can make it as dirty as you want. True. And this as is complicated true. as you want. This you is very throw true. You can hands on, which you can't do with Apple, but you can do a lot of different things. You can make it as simple or as complicated as fuck as you want, mm-hmm. which yeah. is why a lot of people choose Android. Exactly. Because, yes, yeah. it is simple, but it can also be very complicated if you want it to be. Someone yeah. like you and I, we're gonna make it a little bit more complicated. I'm more on the simple side than you are. I mean, you you have essentially a skin on yours, right? Mm, well yeah. now you're on a fucking Samsung.
1: With the Samsung, yeah. Well, even on the Pixel, yeah, I experimented with different launchers because they just offer options, you know. And that's yeah. that's what Android offers you is options. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with, I used an iPhone for a, a couple months, months um, yeah. and, and not to say that that gives me, you know, a fully objective viewpoint on their hardware, their software. But I will say one of the things that frustrated me the most about it was I just I didn't I couldn't do anything with it. Like I all my apps were on the home screen and you could your only option for for sorting them was folders. Um, and you couldn't put folders within folders. You couldn't put widgets anywhere. You couldn't just clean off part of the screen so that you could see the wallpaper you had. Like there's no options and and Android offers all of that.
0: Yeah. You can make your home screen clean. Mm -hmm. Like for me, I have four folders on the bottom of the screen Mm -hmm. and then that's it. And then on the sides, I have, you know, my calendar, my Spotify, which I reluctantly got thanks to Google play. Fucking yeah. Music. Yeah. We'll get to um, that. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing is, you know, on the next, next page I have, you know, like my Google keep mm-hmm. and then I also have like my Google books that I'm reading. Well, mm-hmm. yeah, allegedly. Um, <laughs> but you know that, that my point is like, you can also have widgets. It, yeah. It's, it's amazing. Widgets you know, like, are having, huge. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to open up a calendar app. Yep. like scroll to fucking find the calendar app yeah and then say okay let me change it to a month view and then okay i have a doctor's appointment tomorrow at three right no right. i just scroll to the right oh i have a doctor's appointment tomorrow at three great right. done fuck you apple
1: yeah it's great i mean i'm very similar on my my main page that my first home page it's very simple You know, i've on my little uh, task bar at the bottom i have some folders um, but then above that, I just have the Google search bar, I have some quick shortcuts to navigate to work or home so I can check traffic, um, which mm-hmm. those are like widgets, those are you know, optional things you can add. Um, I have a little weather icon and that's it, you know, the rest of the screen yeah. is clear. And then yeah, one swipe over, I've got my full Google Tasks view so I can see all the stuff I need to do. I have my grocery list app over there so I can see the stuff or list that I'm putting together. Um, I have my Google tasks app. It's all yeah. That's stuff that you couldn't do on Apple. And plus that's my home screen. Like it's just that it's maybe five, 10 apps that are actually on my home screen. And then I just swipe up and that's my apps list. Whereas with with Apple, you it's all the same screen. Your home screen is your app screen is your, you know, folders and everything. It's just a mess.
0: Yeah. And app drawers are great. But again, like you just said, it's not something you can get on a fucking Apple device. Yep. I, well, depending on your device i mean with a with a macbook i believe you can have it you basically yeah it, like, yeah scroll for days yeah. but even that like that's not really clean I, I couldn't really find a way to alphabetize that without doing it manually yep unlike a pixel or yep. an android device it does the, uh, alphabetically which is great yep. so you can actually find what you're looking for i agree yeah but kind of like so the camera has always been great mm-hmm. the video camera has suffered yeah the microphone has also suffered Mm -hmm. but you know that's the thing is google is very good with their software but very just like piss poor with their hardware i mean for Uh. fuck's sake like they're getting like google is getting beaten around like Mm -hmm. getting beaten around so bad by apple because apple's battery life is so far superior and i don't even Mm -hmm. i mean and they're doing it with smaller batteries
1: yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. And, um, yeah, it, with Apple, they have the luxury of being able to create their own custom chips and design an operating system specifically for a processor and vice versa. Um, you Whereas know, with Google, you know, they have to be inclusive of a lot of different processors and lots of different hardware. So it's understandable why there's, you know, that advantage goes to Apple. But, yeah, with, with Google, they don't have a lot of an excuse for the compromises they make on hardware. Um, right. I mean, if you look like their old phones or Nexus phones, you know you could forgive it a bit because they were meant to be your reference hardware. They were designed for developers who wanted to have just a basic phone that had basic Android on it. Um, but with the Pixel refresh of that whole lineup, it, it looked like they were going the direction of actual quality hardware built for consumers. It was designed to compete with other flagships.
0: And their you first hear a joke? What's that? Apple, uh, i'm sorry google actually having quality hardware
1: <laughs> yeah it, it's unfortunate because you know, like we've spent all this time talking about how great their software is and how promising it is um and you know with their first one or two pixels it was okay you know they, they were keeping up like it was nothing special but it wasn't dr- dramatically behind anything else um but the, the Pixel 3 um, kind of started to lag behind when it's a Pixel 4. They've proven just how kind of disconnected they are from their consumers as far as the hardware goes. Um, yeah,
0: I almost made the, the mistake of buying a Pixel 4. So thank you
1: yeah, for talking yeah. me
0: out of that. only reason i wanted to is because it's like 500 dollars off or something goddamn. oh yeah
1: well they had to do that to sell them Mm -hmm. because it they're creating a a phone that's it has an up-to-date processor sure you know that that's the advantage of being in the fall release cycle they have a a top-of-the-line qualcomm processor but you know the amount of ram they have is is very mid-range for android phones nowadays six gigs of ram is okay but Mm -hmm. it's not great um, yeah. You know, storage options aren't great. they cut the headphone jack. They still just have two camera lenses. They put that awful five head on the front of it and then put in a completely gimmicky, um, you know, hand gesture recognition system. And that just proves how how far away they are from, you know, what people actually want. I mean, that,
0: that, that gimmicky hand gesture bullshit didn't even work on Nest Hubs. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like nobody yeah. fucking uses it. Yep. There's also a reason why the Xbox Kinect failed yep. and why a Nintendo Wii is no more. And there's been multiple phones that have tried to do that type of thing in the past.
1: I, I think it was HTC or Motorola or one of those companies tried implementing a gesture-based system like that. I think it was just based off the camera. But even still, I mean, it. even if it worked, who uses it, right? And, exactly. and then you add on top of that, the fact that it doesn't work most of the time and that's even more reason <clears throat> not to use it.
0: So, but I mean- you know, at least their hardware, for the most part, is you know clean and simple. Sure, you know. Sure,
1: yeah. And I, I, I've always loved the aesthetic of their phones, except for the front face of the Pixel Four. It's one of the ugliest looking front faces I've ever seen on a phone. That's that's uh. where
0: you and I are going to disagree. I oh, really? actually don't mind that. Okay. Um, uh, right. because. I fucking hate notches. I don't like the hole punch. Okay, it fair me enough. Fucking crazy. I don't yeah. like something in my screen that shouldn't be there.
1: Okay, yeah. And a lot of people have that opinion, and that's fair enough. And it, it sucks to be that type of person in today's day and age because every phone now has either a hole punch or a notch. Um, but me, I'm I'm all for. Uh, I, I don't really have much of an issue with notches, especially if they're ones that are small enough that they fit within your notification bar. You know, if they're the big, deep ones that cut down into your content too much, that's a problem. But like um the hole punch, for example, on the S20 that I have now, I have the S20 Ultra. Um, it, it, it doesn't really bother me. It, it really doesn't. Um, and actually it's weird because the phone is long enough in its aspect ratio that you rarely actually are uh, using content that's that big you know if you have it in landscape for watching videos it's actually normally got black bars on the side so the whole punch is hidden anyway so uh, it's really never something that's bothered me and that asymmetrical you know massive forehead on the front of the pixel 4 compared to its tiny little butt base it just mm-hmm. looks so ugly to
0: me i i can't stand Yeah, it, it. definitely doesn't look centered for sure but yeah i'd rather have that than a hole punch or a notch of any kind yeah
1: that's fair enough and you will have to agree to disagree on that you know and i can understand why there's strong opinions on either side um but one thing that they've done really well with their hardware design is their camera hardware because even though they've you know not had anything flashy you know they've not put the five lenses on it that a lot of other phones are doing or anything you know they've always had good enough sensors that they can um Use them in in junction with their software to create yeah. you know top of the line pictures better than any other phone on the market. Well,
0: that's the other thing is like you want a camera update, you don't have to buy a new phone. Just right. fucking get an get the OS update. Yep, yep, but,
1: yeah. They've been really good about pushing pi- uh, pushing their new features back to older Pixel devices, which a lot of yeah. phones don't do. A lot of cus- com- companies don't do that. know um you you can't always count on backwards compatibility with stuff anymore but um google has done a good job about you know making sure that it's worth keeping your pixel for at least probably two years after
0: buying it they support older devices for i think two to three years after they come out so so that's always great i mean shit even like i've had my pixel 2 for almost for over two years about two and a half years now and they still warranted it like six months ago like fuck you apple Yeah. But it's just, it's amazing that they can do that. Yeah.
1: Well, it, uh, to be fair, you know, they're they are building their operating system for a phone that doesn't have dramatically better specs than the Pixel 2 did. Uh, so it, it's not that hard for them to make it backwards compatible. But it's good that they're doing that, but they don't have yeah. to do that they could try to make some claim about all the camera sensors a little different or something or you know it doesn't have that ai chip in it that they designed for cameras but it it, they they don't use excuses like that you know they make sure that you get the updates that you're capable of getting
0: but the other thing is like regardless of which android device you get you have a lot of different options in terms of hardware so like for me i'm stuck on my what two to four gigs of ram and you're on a fucking s20 ultra yeah, is what, yeah. it's got 12 12 gigs of ram Fuck you, go hawks
1: yeah yeah it's it, it's amazing and that that's what you get with android too because it's an open operating system so anyone can make and sell a phone that, that runs it as long as they meet you know whatever i guess security requirements that huawei isn't meeting right now but um you you <laughs> you can make uh, an android phone almost anyone can um, so yeah, you you have a lot of options. You know, if you want a high refresh rate screen, you've got options for phones that have that. You know, you want more RAM, you've got options for that. You want more storage, you've got options for that. You want a phone that has a headphone jack? There's tons of Android phones that still have headphone jacks. So you know, you can always pick and choose those features
0: that you want and find the phone that fits you best. Well, you know, that kind of mentality for Google also really hurts them, and I say that because. It seems like every app that they put out there, whether it's a messaging platform, a music platform, a video platform, with the exception of YouTube, well, maybe not so much, but mm-hmm. it's almost like it's really just a beta platform for Google. Yeah. Because you have messages, you have Allo, you have Hangouts, you have a bunch more, like Google Duo, even. Mm-hmm. You know, all of those have the same functionality for the most part. Yep. yep. And, you know, so. You know, Allo was, for those of you who don't know, was an AI. Uh, it was a messaging platform that had the Google Assistant built in. Yep. And it would work with certain routines like, hey, Google, tell me a joke every day at noon or whatever. And it would do it. Yep. It was really nice. And then it would cool. also like bring up restaurant suggestions. Right. Mm-hmm. And So that's something that they've completely shut Allo down. And yeah. now just put all that shit into messages. Yeah. The other thing is with Duo and Hangout, they're the same fucking thing. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it, it doesn't really make a lot of sense. Well, maybe it does make sense when you consider the fact that, you know, Google as a company has kind of, you know, split up into that massive conglomerate of alphabet. They've got, you know, dozens of disparate companies within that that big company that are all working kind of independently. And so if, you know, company number 7 wants to work on a, a new messaging app called Allo and company number 8 already has a messaging app called Hangouts, you know, they they're not really working with each other on that. So they lack a lot of cohesion there. Um, you see the same thing with their music apps. Like they, they recently date or they, I guess not recently, a few years back, they came out with YouTube music. Um, and, and that slowly I used it once or twice, but it never really drew me in. Um, but it's, they've been really pushing it hard and they've recently decided to shut down Google play music out, out of no
0: preferred method because right. like, it was just simple. You could listen to your podcast. It was almost like Spotify, but better for me because it was, it was easier for me to listen to a song than it is on Spotify. Yeah. yeah. And uh, there's just like less steps to listen to it, you know? And with, uh, with YouTube music, you know, UI wise, it looks fine. Sure. Right. But then when you get into the nitty gritty of it, it's like, well, this is really shitty. For example, you cannot listen to a YouTube music song, a video or a song on YouTube music with your phone locked. That is a default feature on just about every other listening
1: that's platform. huge yeah that that's a deal breaker alone for me there, there's no reason to be using a music app that you can't have playing in the background that right. makes no sense
0: well you can well, if you have a oh oh, oh. Gotcha. and and so the other thing about it is that they're video files they're not mp3s oh. they're not WAV files they are much bigger files because they are video fucking files okay. so with that being said if you're at work on works Wi-Fi and IT is like, hey man, you gotta start streaming them videos. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just listening to my music. Yeah. Sorry, man, I'm gonna have to cut you off the Wi-Fi. And that's right? so
1: strange that they chose that over Google Play because they, I don't even see those as competitors, you know, they seem so different that they're they're meant for entirely different target audiences. And yet they chose the, the more niche one over the one that was a direct competitor to like
0: Apple Music and Spotify, it, it doesn't yeah. really make sense. Right. Well, the other thing is like, maybe they're trying to do to push, you know, for more data usage because like it's, you know, we're seeing more companies adopt an unlimited data plan. Right. Mm, Yeah. So, so that could be a thing, but at the same time, even on like my home network where, you know, let's say AT&T or charter or Xfinity can limit the amount of streaming that I can do in a month. Yep. That's, that's a new thing recently in the last couple of years legally that companies are allowed to do. Mm -hmm. So, with that being said, there's a lot of pros, but there's a lot of cons to that. Yeah. But there is, you know, even streaming at your house, streaming YouTube music, you and I you could be streaming differently, but that's going to cut down on your ability for your Wi-Fi. Yeah. To function well, I mean, if you're playing a video game and I'm me and Kelly are streaming YouTube music, your video game stream is going to be fucked.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Depending it, on
0: it's... depending on how many depending on how many gigs download you get as well as upload. Yeah. You know, but like we have at t fiber, it's a hundred megs You're down. You're lucky to have it. Yeah. It's a gig down and it's like 500 megs up. Yeah. But do we ever get that? Fuck no. Oh, because it's sure. at t but regardless.
1: Or you could be me stuck out here with 25 megabits is the highest speed I could possibly get. So it's even more critical here. But yeah. I, I, it's it's rough it's a rough life you know is a white male with uh, a house you know it, it's rough to have 25 megabits down um well this this fragmentation that you see in the, their software it doesn't even stop at their software they've had the same problem with their hardware too and it's a function of what we talked about earlier where you know they have to make their their operating system compatible with a wide array of, of hardware um but which makes it you know a bit bulkier a bit slower it can't be quite as you know lightweight and nimble as something like ios um but even in their their upgrade path for software um outside of Pixel specifically at least um most android phones don't end up getting updated very far so I, i looked up some numbers according to the digital trends um android 9 um which uh, we're on android 10 now and apparently google has been a little hush about releasing user user numbers for android 10. but for android 9 um, only like 10 percent of phones had android 9. Um, android 8 makes up 28 percent of phones still out there and there's still 15 percent of devices that are using android lollipop which was introduced in 2014. so you've got you know, such a tiny fraction of people still using, even using the the top of the line, newest version of Android that's coming out. So how do you create some sort of cohesive reason to use Android when you can't even really talk about what version of Android someone actually has?
0: Yeah. I mean, because like you said, a lot of manufacturers are slow to roll that shit out. Yep. They have to figure out a way to make it work with all their bloatware. Yep. And that's, that's ridiculous because, yep. you know, I think I heard somewhere, I think it might've been Lou from Unbox Therapy or MKBHD. They, one of them said, um, I believe one of them said something along the lines of the newest Android OS was out 10 months before Samsung pushed it out. Yep.
1: Yep. That's really common for Samsung, even for their newer ones that are really lightweight. But yeah, can you imagine going back a few years, if Samsung had to update the S7 or the S8 to Android 10, uh, that would be... uh, undoable basically so yeah. you know um it, it's really a problem for google in that respect too because yeah it's hard to make a case for android it's, it's hard to say that oh look android is so great android 10 is great look at all these new features we're adding with android 11. you like, getting them. two percent of people will probably have android 11 in the first like year it's not it's not really easy to to push your operating system when the upgradability is that slow And yeah, get it. It's already outdated. Yeah. And that's on the manufacturers and that's also on the carriers. I know Verizon is particularly bad about the late. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I just got Verizon and I'm I'm inclined to say the same thing so far. Um, Yeah. They're they're
0: also really slow about pushing updates. Um, Well, I think Google is also trying to figure out a way to bridge that gap mm -hmm. because it's ridiculous and they want people to be able to use it right away. But I think they're throwing in some incentives incentives for manufacturers, maybe mm. or something. Um, it might've been something MKBHD or Lou or maybe Linus or someone said, but regardless, that is something that needs to be bridged. Yep. The other thing that needs to be bridged aspect ratios, uh, screen mm. resolutions. And I mean, refresh rates for fuck's sake. It's 2020 yeah. And yeah. pixel in four. Yeah. Really? Let's get into that one, shall we? Because the Pixel 4 has, what, 90 refresh rate only like while you're using it? Only or- sometimes. I know
1: they tried to make it adaptive. They didn't let you control whether it was on or off. You just had to hope that it picked the right time to turn it on and the right time to turn it off. From what, what I've heard, it's pretty options. bad. Yeah.
0: Well, you can go into developer options and solve that shit. But, oh, okay. And make it a permanent fix. But oh, okay. that's still going to drain your battery because yep. you're... Because the Pixel Four has what a twenty seven hundred milliamp hour yeah. battery. It's already a terrible battery. Yes. Twenty nineteen is when yep. this fucking
1: thing came out. The whole I mean, reason they Pixel made it adaptive was to try and fix that battery issue. So yeah, yeah, it's it's really it's disappointing, and and that's ultimately why you know I'm not on the Pixel anymore. We alluded to that earlier. We talked about that. You know, I'm on the, the Samsung S twenty now, and it it breaks my heart to not be able to. Uh, stay with the pixel because i i had the pixel one i had the pixel two i had the pixel three but when it came to the four i just couldn't do it anymore you uh, know it, it's so far yeah. behind the times from a hardware perspective and you see that s20 come out with 120 hertz screen oled uh you got the 128 gigs of storage minimum you have 12 gigs of ram minimum even on the base s20 it, it's just it's hard to argue with uh, you know that hardware and i missed i missed a camera i do that's one of the big things that i miss well you can still um, get an apk i think right I'm i've sure. tried it. it it's unstable at least right now maybe in a few months you know they'll sort that out but it's usually you know one or two man teams trying to port over those things to new hardware especially with the really unique hardware S 20 has camera wise um but yeah, you know, I, I miss so much about the software, the the clean Android, the the Google camera um, on yeah. the Pixel. But man, that twelve gigs of RAM, the hundred twenty hertz screen, it it feels like butter. It, it's so nice, and and I I don't regret that decision at all. I just I mean, hope you also
0: that, don't want a mid-range phone like the Pixel sure. Four is kind of alluding to. I mean, the Pixel sure. Five is going to be one. It's almost confirmed at this point. Yeah, yeah. But, if you wanted a mid-range phone, you would have got the 3A or the 4A from this. Your is picture. true.
1: Yeah, uh, three people in my family have the Pixel 3A, um, and and I okay. still recommend the 3A to people. I actually, uh, yeah. some, one of my coworkers bought the 3A off my recommendation, and they love it. And, and it's a mid-range phone. It's a cheap phone. It, yeah. It's fantastic because you get that top-of-the-line camera, and you get pretty good hardware for a, a really good price. Um, yeah, unlike any other mid-range phone out there, you know, it actually gives you some quality behind it. Um, and if if that's the direction they want to go, I. Adore don't blame them for doing that. That's where they're having the most success. But it's a shame that that we've lost that, you know, top of the line Google hardware.
0: Yeah. But at the same time, I guess maybe they're they're trying to get back in touch with their customer base and say, okay, they don't really want a flagship level price. It's true. They want a mid-range. Maybe that is actually true. I don't really know. And honestly, time will tell. Yeah. But some of the the big players out there, like OnePlus, are really mm. taking advantage. I mean, they started yeah. as a as a lower cost phones such as like a poco phone yep, yep. yeah but they're both getting to be where they are pretty heavily priced compared yeah. to where they are that's true. Yeah. You know, OnePlus, every single year they
1: make better phones, but every single year they make more expensive phones. Um, and so I think that that Google has kind of landed on a great sweet spot with their A series of phones. The 4A is looking to be really good. Uh, the 5 will probably be um, in that similar ballpark like you're talking about. And um, there, there is a balance somewhere in there. You know, OnePlus has gone more premium with the higher refresh rate screens, the higher specs. Um but yeah, you know, if you go just a, just one step below that, take out a few of those unnecessary features, but keep all the important stuff, which Google has just from a software standpoint, you know, you can reach a, a really good
0: sweet spot. Exactly. I mean, and that's something that I think the Pocophone F2 is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, the camera is just you know yeah. that's 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 what
1: google's got because every other mid-range phone out there you'll get decent specs you'll get decent ram you'll get an okay screen you'll get a shit camera and and google has completely changed that because they're able to give you a camera that bests the iphone pro max you know that the top of the line iphone it can at least go toe-to-toe with it i guess it comes down to personal
0: preferences to which you prefer yeah. but um it, you they're know both they're both really similar especially oh, with, yeah like especially with what what Apple calls it what is it nightscape yeah yeah they've all got the same
1: features they've got their night mode they've got their portrait mode they've got their wide angles and their telephotos except for the uh, Pixel 4 ah uh, exactly yeah well yeah and the 4a will probably just have one one lens but the no, fact it's uh, it's got two i think oh will it okay yeah, well that's yeah, good for now but yeah. see even even before the pixel had two lenses it was able to do a a better than average almost best in class portrait mode with just a basic sensor right i mean just a single software, software. Man. yep yep their software is good enough that they they don't have to make insane hardware which is why they can offer a phone for four hundred dollars that has a top of the line camera um yeah. and is just able to blow everything else in its price range out of the water
0: and That's what it's about, man, is it's just software for them. And it hurts them in a lot of ways. Imagine if they combine their software with really great quality hardware. Yeah. Oh, man. You're you're never going to get that at this point. But, you know, I'd I'd want it.
1: I just want them to bring back Play Edition versions of phones. No, I think it was the S6 or the S7. They had a Google Play Edition, whereas the exact same hardware is whatever Samsung had released, but it was just stock Android. You know if we could get something like that again oh man i, I could die happy
0: well guys i think that's going to do it for this episode tune in for our next episode as we shit talk apple but also praise him because remember we are unbiased unbiased fanboys of google yeah so Remember, you can find us on all your favorite podcast platforms as well as online at unbiasedfanboys.com and on social media at the Pod. And feel free to let us know your thoughts about the topic or our podcast. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a message on social media or on our website. Don't forget to leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Have a good day. Adios, amigos.